0: We're heading to the Warrappa to talk to award-winning illustrator, comic artist, and author Giselle Clarkson. She works out of a charming little town called Greytown. Town. She's best known for her non-fiction comics on conservation and environmental causes, and she's done all sorts of things. She joins us now. Hi, Giselle. Hello, Jesse. Nice to talk to you, my friend.
1: Yeah, it's good to be back.
0: (laughs) Now, as you know, I'm a fan of your work. This, I think, might be your magnum opus. This is a beautiful book that has just arrived on my desk. Uh, Thank you. (laughs) It's called The Observologist, a handbook for mounting very small scientific expeditions. Um, Tell us what the big idea is and where it came from.
1: So... I love looking at stuff. I always have, like little things in nature, um, sort of bugs and and things like that, rummaging around in the garden and the bush and just finding cool stuff to look at. And it it often ends up being insects. So that is largely the focus of the book. Um, But I'm a great believer in that the more you know about anything, the more interesting it is and the more interesting everything becomes. And so... Um, I sort of hope that with this book, uh, there are things like snails and slugs and flies and wasps and and all sorts of things, even cockroaches, that people um, overlook um, and just, you know, they can be written off as pests because a lot of them we don't always want to encounter them as often as we do, especially if they're in our houses. Um, But they are actually really interesting. They're super fascinating like from an evolutionary point of view, and a lot of them are more beautiful than than you first realize, like when you go and take a second look. Um, And children are really naturally curious about these sorts of things. Um, You know, like I did an event on the weekend up in Auckland, and watching a group of kids interacting with a snail that I brought along, it was just the coolest, <laughs> yeah. the coolest thing. They were so thoughtful and so gentle. And, you know, you start pointing out a few little facts to them and, um, and they're super into it. So, um, it's really, uh, the observologist is really a book to just encourage kids to, uh, just keep looking and look really closely and be really curious and, um, love the world that around is around us, like interact with the nature that, um, that is accessible
0: to them. Yeah. And among your many talents, you've got a great ability to see the world from a child's perspective. I like this page quite early on. The heading is boring situations improved with observology. And uh, each one, each situation is illustrated. And this one here, my kids would relate so hard to this, a boring situation, an adult bumps into someone they know. And there's a picture of could easily be my wife yarning to someone she knows, and a child looking so bored and holding on to her arm and saying, "Come on, Mum." Or indecision at the plant shop. A child lying on their back, staring at the ceiling, while Dad chooses between two particular plants. It's great. It's a sort of st- you've absolutely summed up the most boring situations for children.
1: I feel like I relate particularly hard to those two. I remember just so clearly Yeah, <laughs> those situations.
0: Like yeah. yeah. My my children must curse when we run into someone we know. Um, this one too. It's lunchtime and your best friend is off school that day. Uh, that's a good one too. And then you go into like what observology is and how to do it. And there's a lot of detail in this. And, um, I was about to say, you know, I think of you as just an illustrator. I don't think you as just an illustrator, and just an illustrator would be fine. But there is a lot of density uh, of information and ideas in this book. It does feel like a bit of a branch out for you.
1: Um, I guess so. Um, it's sort of, uh, it did feel like a natural next step for me, um, in that, like, most of my work as an illustrator uh, has been Um, As you know, like natural history and environmental kind of stuff. Um, I had done a little bit of writing before. Um, I've done a couple of articles for the school journal um, and some of my science communication work. And When I'm working with researchers and stuff, I'm writing, um, you know, I'm sort of condensing uh, scientific papers to go alongside images and that kind of stuff. Um, So it's all been shorter form, Um, but this is totally up my alley and yeah. once i got started i just couldn't really stop <laughs> this is the, like all the stuff that i put in the book is what i you know if i go for a walk with um, my nieces or nephews when they're little you know this is all the stuff that i'd sort of point out to them as we're going along you know, if we spot something cool and here's some, here's a cool fact i know about this thing and
0: <laughs> i like the section bird watching without birds
1: I wonder if anyone can guess what
0: the. Um, it's mostly bird, bird poop, poop watching. Yeah, pages. spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not, it's not toilet humour. It's um, just a, a really interesting way of learning about birds and, and, and thinking about birds um, without actually seeing them, looking at the contents yeah, of yeah. their droppings. Same with leaves. Leaves might seem a little bit boring, but uh, you show that if you flip one over and look at what's underneath, you can find out a lot about the natural world.
1: Yeah, and I think um, I and mean, it was really important to me to keep it scientific too. Um, so I want it all to be super relatable and fun and often funny um, so that kids get really into it. But, you know, I totally think they can handle um, scientific Latin names and we've got stuff in there about um, uh, like all the actual anatomy like the real specific stuff about the anatomy of some spiders and insects. And um, I think t- kids kids are totally up for that stuff. You know, it doesn't have to be um, super simple.
0: Uh, I'm going to ask you a question, and I think the marketer in you will be tempted to answer a certain way. I'm going to ask you what, <laughs> what age uh, this book is written for. And you're going to say to me, I think it's suitable for all ages and even adults will enjoy it. And I agree, but... <laughs> Who do you think it's perfect for? I reckon maybe a 10, 11-year-old?
1: Yeah, I reckon that's, that's about what I would say. I sort of think like 7 to 10 or 7 to 12 because it totally depends on the kid. Um, yeah, but approximately 10 Um yeah, it's probably about right. I've actually been really surprised, like at the um, at the launch and since then, how many adults have been buying it for themselves. Hmm. I didn't really expect that, yeah. um, but that's pretty cool. It's not, yeah,
0: it's not written down to its audience. Um, I, I really enjoyed flicking through it. Um, and, and are you going to do a bit of a sort of a, a rock star tour of school and books, schools and bookshops?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I'll be out and about a bit. Um, there's a few things planned. Uh, what's coming up? I'll be at, um, at Good Books in Wellington uh, in November. I can't remember exactly the date for that, but if people are in Wellington, I'll be around for that. Um, and, yeah, I'll, I might be elsewhere, but not sure yet.
0: <laughs> okay, because it makes a big impact when someone visits the school. You, you would have re- you'd remember this from your time at primary school. Someone shows up with uh, a new idea or a demonstration or a, or a book, and tell you what... Really leaves leaves you with uh, strong memories.
1: It does. It makes a big impression. I suppose one of the formative ones for me was when Joy Cowley was supposed to come to my school, but didn't actually. (laughs) 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 But then (laughs) on the day she couldn't come. um, But then I ended up illustrating one of her books and actually meeting her at the book launch. Oh gosh! (laughs) So that was um, yeah, it was worth the wait for that one.
0: Um, But I I did
1: have a. um, Oh, what
0: Does, was it? Oh, sorry, we've got a bit of a, a delay, so I interrupted you. Um, oh. You have had a bit of a dream run. We haven't even mentioned your designs on our Critter of the Week T-shirts.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I've got to work on some really, really awesome stuff. I'm, I'm so stoked.
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, you must be so proud to have this book out into the world. Uh, congratulations! And is observologist, or observology, is that an actual word, or have you made that up?
1: Um, no, it's totally made up. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: um, someone suggested ethology, which is uh, the study of animal behaviour and social organisation from a biological perspective. E. T. H. O. I like your word better. Um, thanks, good Giselle. One, good luck, and I presume this is uh, I presume this is uh, available in all the usual places.
1: Yeah, yeah, Uh, out in all the bookshops now. (laughs) Good
0: stuff. Thank (laughs) Thank you so much, Gisey. Thanks, Giselle Clarkson, the illustrator and author. The book is called The Observologist, so it's the word observe, observologist, a handbook for mounting very small scientific expeditions, and there's so many drawings and little nuggets of info and notes and facts, and I suspect that you will know somebody in your life for whom it will be perfect.